0: Good morning everybody, good morning, good morning (laughs) Christopher, (laughs) I see I have a lot of new people here (laughs) popping on that I have not seen before. I'll give everybody one more second to get notified. All right. I'm not going to be on very long, but I want to share with you for just a couple of minutes and give you some practical tools for replacing fear with faith. How in the world do you battle with fear, anxiety, worry, panic? What can I do when I'm facing a fearful situation? I mean, practical. I'm not talking about just praying, (laughs) okay? You know, a lot of times uh, people uh, will reach out to us because they're going through something and know, the first thing is just pray and give it to the Lord. Now that is true. You do need to pray, Uh, but I really believe we need to equip ourselves with psychological warfare because fear is a emotion. Okay. Fear is an emotion and you have to learn how to deal with your emotions to win the victory, to win the battle to de-stress yourself in a sense. You have to deal with it. All right? So, uh, first of all, it's not God's will for us to be all freaked out, all panicked, pacing in circles, heart beating fast. You talking about, oh, Lord, that is not God's will, guys. He did not (laughs) create us to act like that. He didn't create us to Uh, um, uh, not do anything as well. Um, There's a lot of people uh, who, and yes, Karen, I I will be at the intercessors boot camp. I didn't post that up there, but um, God does not also want us to just let stuff ride. Okay, You got the person that freaks out, but you also have the other person who is fearful and they do nothing. And the best way I can describe this person would be uh, things are happening. Uh, uh, Situations are getting tough, but out of fear, you do nothing. You don't pray about it. You don't uh, uh, even show emotion about it. Oh, let's go there. Uh, um, Situation has come up. Let's say your lights are about to be cut off. It's not that you are believing God and you're quiet. It's actually fear, fear, and fear causes you to do nothing. It paralyzes you. So instead of praying for God's help, instead of asking for intercession, instead of going into the courts of heaven, you do nothing and just let it ride. Both of those are not God's will. And if you're going to get to a place of victory, it's going to include some things that's going to move you uh, into a place of change. Okay, now, I know we're talking about fear, but this can go into every area of your life. So how do we transform from fear to faith? How do we reform our mindset? How do we get to this place? First of all, it's going to begin with a healthy fear of God, okay? Uh, When I talk about fear of God, I'm talking about an awe of God. I'm talking about like, wow, God, when you think of him like that. So you got to begin with a, a reverence to God. God created you because he loves you. God has a purpose and a plan for your life. Now think about this while you're going through Remember, you got the person whose light's about to be cut off today. Okay, let's, let's use that as an example. You've got to remember God has a purpose and a plan for you even today. I know it may not seem like it. I know it may seem like, you know, why am I going through this? Why, you know, but when I mean, you know, have a healthy, oh, God is still God. God does not stop being God simply because your lights are about to be cut off. As a matter of fact, he's even made, He, he he's even brought out even more because you're going through this. His power, his might is, is presented even more while you're going through, guys. So, uh, uh, God has the right to have authority over you at this present moment. I know that really sounds strange. <laughs> But the deal is, God has a right to have authority in your life while you're going through. Now, a lot of times we take his authority away from him and we ride on our emotions and try to fix stuff ourselves. But even when you're facing a fearful situation, even in the middle of a panic attack, God's authority does not stop, right? God wants you to trust him In your panic. God wants you to trust him when you when you're fearful at that exact moment. Because God has the power to change you. He does he he, a lot of times we want him to change the situation, but God wants to change you. Okay. God will keep your mind safe. He'll keep your mind at peace if you would simply trust him in Proverbs 1 and 7. It says this, the fear of the Lord or the awe of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. All right, so first thing is, uh, you're gonna have to bring God in this. There, there has to be a healthy fear, meaning, okay, God, you're still God. Second thing you gotta do when you're facing fear and panic and and, and a panic attack and worry is be aware that being in that place is not a part of God's plan for you because fear-based thinking, and check this, I call it fear-based thinking. When you begin to think and act based on your fear, that means you're not trusting God. You're not using the grace of God on your life. Uh, you, you, You are putting yourself in bondage to fear physically emotionally and spiritually you're you're damaging yourself okay so in Psalms 56 and 4 it says in God I will trust that's what's on your dollar bill guys i hope you see the revelation of that in God I trust i will not be afraid what can mortal man do to me so you got to be aware that if i keep acting like this okay it's not going to help me. It's actually going to destroy me. Now note, in in none of this did I say this was a demonic attack. Okay. Let's go there for a second because again, Satan does not cause you to fear. Fear is an emotion that God gives you. You choose to ride that fear. That's not a demonic attack, and 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 as I always say, you cannot cast out the way you feel and think. So here, the devil is not in this. This is you. Okay, that's why I say it again. We have to deal with us if we're going to be effective in this psychological warfare in life. Right next thing. Be willing to analyze your fear honestly so that you can find the root of it. Okay? Again, a lot of people don't want to deal with them. We'd rather get this quick fix, make me feel good stuff. Okay? And the deal is you'll feel good for just a moment, but then the the very the very root will continue to reproduce itself okay because you can go into spiritual warfare talking about I bind the devil, I bind the utility company. I you can even say I bind the spirit of fear. But if you don't get in and analyze Why you have the fear in the first place, I don't care what you bind, that fear is going to pop right back up when the next situation where you don't trust God comes from. You got to learn how to fight effectively because everything is not a demon. Some of this stuff is you needing to deal with you. Are you willing to analyze yourself? Okay, since we got a lot of people who believe everything is a spirit, a demon coming against them, your lights being cut off is a demon coming against you. Really? (laughs) Okay, how about you didn't pay your bill? How about you just did not have enough money? I mean, seriously, we got to get balanced, guys. Just because your washer breaks down doesn't mean that there's a demon in your washing machine. Come on, guys, we got to be balanced here. The deal is, are you willing analyze yourself. But for, for my people who think everything is a, a demon, then the Bible even tells you to try the spirit. Are you willing to analyze your fear? Are you willing to look deep at where this is really coming from to find out what's the root? Because again, you can cast out all you want to. If you don't get to the root of the thing, it's going to manifest itself over and over again. So Analyze, honestly, go back and look at your heart. Look at where this is coming from. Where did this all start? Why am I feeling this way? Go back and analyze that. Is it because of rejection? Are you worried about your utility bill? your utilities, I'm, I'm just giving you a real raw word panic would come in. If your lights gonna be cut off today, Go, and remember, I told you the Lord wants to deal with you, not necessarily the situation. Okay, at this very moment, the Lord—it's not God's will for you to be having panic attacks. So, are you fearful right now because of rejection? Okay, people are going to reject you if they find out you had your lights cut off. If the people at church find out that you were sitting at home with your lights cut, is it that? Because somebody rejected you at church before because they thought you was too poor? Just saying, get to the root. Is it because you feel like a failure? You've tried. You've tried to work. You've tried to provide, sir. And 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 your fear is because you fear your wife and your kids going to look down on you because you let the lights get cut off. Is it you, you worried about? losing money. Is this all about money? Because you grew up in poverty. You trying to be everything you can be. And now here you go, face with your lights getting cut off. What is the real root to your fear? Proverbs 29 and 25 says this, fear of man will prove to be a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. All right. Next thing you got to do is be aware of the power of God's love for you. Okay, recognize, be aware of the power of God. The power of God uh, gives you complete acceptance. The power of God helps you to realize your value. I'm talking about why you're going through this. The power of God gives you the grace to overcome your fears, and the power of God gives you true security. In Jeremiah 31, and three, it says, I've loved you with the everlasting love, and I've drawn you with the everlasting kindness. All right? We're moving from fear to faith. Next thing you got to do is be commit, be committed, okay? What I'm talking about is being committed to develop your faith in the Lord. Now, a lot of times, the reason why we, we freak out so much is because we haven't developed our faith, okay? I'm talking about you don't actively read your word. You don't pray daily. I'm talking about when I say prayer, I'm not talking about you saying good morning, Lord, and and, Lord, thank you for today and praise Jesus. No, I'm talking about engaging conversation where you talk to him, he talks back. I'm talking about where he can lead you and guide you talk to you. I'll go even deep because I ain't afraid anymore. There's a lot of us that actually need to go into the heavenlies and talk to God directly one-on-one. A lot of times we like to bring God down here to earth in our conversations, but when was the last time you've went up to heaven and sat at the feet of Jesus and allowed him to talk to you? I know that may go, I don't know, but I, I got to put that out there. Maybe instead of bringing him down, you need to go up and meet with him in that private place in the heaven realm. Yeah, and I'll be talking about that later on this year. But the kingdom of heaven is right here at your hands. Have you accessed the kingdom? A lot of times we talk about bringing heaven down, but today, in the midst of your panic, you need to go up to heaven. I think back in the Baptist church, we used to sing, have a little talk with Jesus, tell him all about your troubles. He'll hear your faithful cry and answer by and by. I know y'all don't know nothing about that. That's country singing. So uh, you got to develop your faith. Okay. For people who don't have that type of relationship where God is leading you, I'm not talking about just reading a scripture. I'm talking about when the scripture actually activates in your life and it's telling you what to do. Because the deal is, when you've developed your faith, the Lord would have already warned you before this happened. Think about it. He would have already had you prepared because you were communicating with him. You've been given instruction. He would have already talk to you about how to maintain your faith. I went up and had a talk with uh, the Lord just yesterday about some stuff that was, I said I went up. I didn't say I brought him down. I went up and had a talk with the Lord about something and he prepared me for something that I had to face this week. So I don't have to freak out because I already had a little talk with him. When your faith is undeveloped, you, you walk around malnourished. That's why the enemy can gain ground because you're too weak. You haven't gotten no instruction from the father. You ain't went and looked. Let's talk about the courts of heaven. (laughs) You haven't went and looked in your record to see what God has for you this week. You hadn't seen what accusations and things that the enemy is coming up against you with. So you wonder why you're freaking out so much simply because you have not developed your faith. If you're not in your word and, and, and praying, I'm talking about communicating where you talk to him, he talks back, he gives you instruction and you obey. So when I'm talking about prayer and reading the word, okay? If you ain't got that, then you need to go to church, okay? <laughs> church is where you hear the word of God. After you hear the Sunday morning message and shout, and, and have a good time, fellowship, go eat chicken later. After you finish that, you come home, reread the scriptures, what was being taught, and apply the word of God. Again, that's still developing your faith, okay? Then you need to meditate on the word of God. That's something we don't hear about. And I'm gonna be doing a class on biblical meditation. A lot of times, if you would meditate on the word of God, what you've been marinating on will come up when you need it. The word meditate means to ponder, to focus on. Uh, uh, there's a there's a saying that that goes like this. What you meditate on is what will manifest in your life. Scripture also says, whatsoever a man thinketh, so is he. So again, if you're meditating on the word of God, which God will give you if you're developing your faith, it's that word that's going to sustain you while you're facing panic attacks, while you're facing uh, these issues that are going on in your life. Again, light's about to be cut off. But if I've been meditating on the 23rd Psalms that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, then guess what? It's that very word that's going to manifest, not fear, when I face my trials, when I face uh, uh, a Duke Energy, that's who we got here, a utility company that's supposed to come and cut me off today. Okay. Uh, uh, A last thing when I talk about developing your faith is be obedient to when God gives you these nudges in your spirit. That's another thing. It's one thing to communicate, it's one thing to read the word of God, it's another thing to obey Him. A lot of times before your lights got cut off, he probably told you, I'm going to tell you like how how he do me. Let me go back to my own life. Instead of going to eat pizza, I should have been saving that $25 to put on my utility bill. (laughs) Okay? I'm just being real. I'm just trying to give y'all some real deal here. And then I'm freaking out because I did not follow the promptings of the Lord. So you have to develop your faith. And uh sometimes he'll prompt you through situations okay your 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 situations could actually be the lord communicating to you you sense things ain't going right you see stuff not going right uh you you feel stuff ain't going right what do you think god is trying to do think the devil that's the lord trying to tell you to get it together <laughs> you see what you are about to deal with. Remember I told you again, fear is either going to cause you to panic or fear is going to cause you to do nothing. You see situations that if you don't do something, it's going to be a hot mess. Either you're going to sit there out of fear and do nothing and God is prompting you ahead of time. You you see it. He's showing it to you. You know something is about to go down. Either you're going to allow fear to cripple you you're going to get up and do something about it. That's why you have to be, oh, analyze your fear, guys. That's why I gave you that step. Try the spirit, <laughs> okay? So you have to be obedient to the promptings of the spirit. Why do you think we got the Holy Spirit? It ain't just so you can a It ain't about that. It's so that he can lead you. The Holy Spirit will illuminate the word. The word of God is a lamp unto your feet and a light to your eyes. He's going to show you. Why is it that we limit the Holy Spirit uh, uh, when it comes to panicky situations? In your fear, in your going through, allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you. All right? Second thing that you need to do. I'm past second. I don't even know what number I'm on now. Is be involved, guys. Get other people in your life while you're going through. I'm talking about good people. I'm not talking about folk that's going to be posting your business on Facebook. Okay? Get other believers. Get other intercessors. Get your good prophets. Okay? To, to surround yourselves with them. Be willing to testify. Be willing to tell them what's going on in your life. And, and now this one, you ain't going to like this one. But in the midst of your going through, how about focus on serving others, encouraging others? Remember, I told you this, what you focus on is what's going to manifest in your life. Instead of focusing, I, let's say if my life were going to get cut off today, instead of me panicking and focusing and walking around and doing all this stuff, how about even me encouraging somebody else on Facebook? <laughs> me doing a Facebook live. I'm just saying, do you get what I'm saying? Change your focus. I was talking to Jesus a couple of days ago uh, about how I was feeling emotionally. And I posted it on Facebook. Jesus told me this. He said, when you change what you see, or when you change your thoughts, you change your vision. When you change how you think about a situation, what, I mean, the meaning of the situation, what this is doing to you, when you can change that, you'll change how you see a situation. If I keep thinking my light's not going to get cut on today, we're going to be sitting in the dark. I don't know what I'm going to do. Then guess how I am going to see through my prophetic eyes. How am I going to see in general? It's going to be 100% negative, 100% negative. But if I can change my thought, then I can change my vision. And if I can give God a vision, he can make it happen. All right. So, uh, 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 talk to other people. Focus on serving, and and there you there's a twofold responsibility. Christ is going to do his part, but you have to do your part in this situation. Okay. In Proverbs 27 and 17, I'm almost done. It says, "Iron sharpens iron, iron. So one man sharpens another." All right. Begin using the truth of God's word to uh, uh, ignite in your imagination the moment that things begin to get out of control. Now I may lose somebody here, but I posted about the imagination. Okay? The imagination is when what is an imagination? Kids have an imagination, they they pretend, they uh, uh they have friends. Okay, a lot of times we tell people, you ain't got no imaginary friend. You, 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 what do you mean you playing on a swing? They imagine the word imagination means to bring something into reality that you can't see. That's what imagination is. Is when you create from your thoughts something that's not there. Well, guess what faith is? Faith is believing and creating something prophetically that actually is not there. <laughs> so uh, 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 you have to uh, um, uh, bring in and 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 use God's word, tap into your faith because faith is simply igniting your imagination. You don't see the money that God is going to do. You don't know how God is going to pay the bill. But you know what? If I believe back in the old days, they used to say, if I can just think about the goodness of Jesus, all they're doing is going back and remembering what God has done. Some of them will even imagine when that uh, utility bill had a page stamp on it. When you allow God's word to form your imagination right at the very moment, that things seem like it's out of control. It's that imagination that activates your faith. You may have to sit down and imagine somebody on your porch with a thousand dollar check in the mail, in the mailbox. And you seeing yourself walking to that mailbox, that's imagination. But the same deal is, what's the difference in imagining you walking to the mailbox, getting a check? than prophetically seeing, going to the mailbox and getting a check. When you can have childlike faith, imagination for the things that you don't see, that's how your faith begins to grow. Just imagine as Barney used to sing, okay? In Psalms 56 and three, it says, when I was afraid, I will trust in you. Psalms 27 and one, The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? Uh, uh, um, The Lord is the stronghold of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? Sometimes those scriptures you have to actually bring into your imagination. Let me help you here. I know this may be new to some of you, but, but think about this, the scripture, when I was afraid, I will trust in you. What if you imagined right now, because your utilities are going to be cut off at any moment, that the Lord is right here in the room with you, holding you. He's standing right there before you. You go and jump into his arms and he's hugging on you and you're feeling his love. And he's saying to you, I am. it's going to be okay. That's you using your spiritual prophetic imagination because you don't see Jesus right now. All you have is the word and the word is becoming real to you through your thoughts. Remember, imagination is your thoughts, your memories Forming a, a picture, a image of something that you don't see. That's the exact same thing that faith is. We use the prophetic in faith, but how about use your imagination? Because again, we love to run to deliverance, we love to run to the prophetic, but what do you do when it's your emotions that you're dealing with? All right. Next thing. Let's move on. Move on. Be willing to face the situations you fear through faith in the power of Jesus Christ. Okay? Know that Christ is is ready. He is ready to respond to your situation. He's ready today, right now. Uh, Acknowledge his presence. Ask him for help. You know, bring Jesus into this situation. Ask him to help you. Give your fear to him and receive his love. And, And Act in love towards everybody else by focusing on their needs. You know, we can get real nasty when situations come up in our lives because we're so stressed out. People call us and you sound all nasty and bitter with them because you're stressed out. But act in love towards other people. In 1 Thessalonians 5 and 21, it says, the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Last thing is get free. Get delivered, get free from your fear, strengthen in your faith, become more trusting, become more peaceful, become more thankful, become more Christ-like through this situation that you may be facing. In Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7, it says this, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthen in your faith, as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Maybe you need to give your fear to Jesus right now. Maybe you're, you're facing some situations and it, it, you're in pure panic this morning. You don't know what to do, you don't know how to do it. <laughs> you can reverence God right now by bringing this to him. I I want to help you right now. If there's anybody that's facing a situation, facing panic, facing fear and anxiety, if that's you, I I, want to help you. I want to walk you and take you to Jesus Christ today. And I know for some of y'all this may sound weird, but (laughs) uh, desperate times calls for desperate things. If that's you, if you're facing fear today, if you're facing worry, I want you to give me a number one on Facebook. Just push number one. Don't be afraid. This is you acknowledging, okay? I need help. All right. This is step one. Hit number one. If you're dealing with it, if you need help, hit number one. Give me a number one. I want to walk you. I want to pray, and we're going to intercede for you on today if that is you. If you're struggling emotionally with fear, you have panic attacks and anxieties, if that is you, just give me a number one. All right. Now I told you faith and imagination. I want you right now at this moment to imagine the very thing that you are afraid of in your hands. I want you to get it in your hands. I want you to picture it. And hear me, uh, uh, we're just painting a picture, guys. We're not doing anything mystical or magical here, okay? All we're doing is stretching our faith. We're using our senses and our emotions to reach God. All right. So I want you to take the very thing that you fear and put it into your hands. I mean, where you can see it. Look down at your hands. Every fear, every worry, I want you to put it in your hands right now. See it. See your hands with this mess in it. Okay. Because that fear is mess. It's mess. If you're facing pain, put the pain in your hand, Sophia it in your hand. Look at it because today is the last day you have to see this. Okay. Today is the last day that this fear, all I'm simply doing is prophesying over you. Today is the last day. Look down at your hand, the very thing that you need to give to God, the very situation, the very thing that has your head hurting. I don't know who you are. That's been battling with the migraines. Because of this worry, the the other person has had uh, back pain in their lower back. You thought it was your kidneys? No, it's the stress. If that's you, tell me that's you, but I see you, okay? So again, we're just using the prophetic, and our, our emotions, we're bringing Christ into this area, even into our physical health as well. So put that thing in your hand, and some of you will begin to notice how heavy it is, it's very heavy. It's very heavy. Now, I want you, as you look down at everything that's in your hand, as you notice how heavy it is, I'll tell you one more time, get one more good look at it because it's about to be gone. That's you, Tammy. Get it in your hand. The very pain, I want you to allow that pain to remanifest, Tammy. It may start hurting right now. Don't freak out, but it's just like deliverance. It's coming up so that it can come out. So you may begin to feel the pain right now. It's going to leave. That's the last time you're going to feel it. Now, as you look down into your hand, Tammy, put the pain in your hand. Look down at it. Use your imagination. It's right there. Look down at it. And as you look up, Jesus Christ is now standing before you. (laughs) Yep, he's right there. In all of his grace and glory, he's right there. He's standing with his hands opened. He's standing right there. If you got pain in your body and it's hurting right now, put that pain in your hand and look up. Jesus is right there. Every time God blessed something or Jesus blessed something, he looked up. I want you to look up. Look at the problem. Look at the pain for the last time. Look up. Jesus is right there. Do you see him? Anybody see him? He's standing right there. So tell me, do you see him? All of you who are doing this, you can type it in the chat. Do you see Jesus Christ? Because he's right there. He said he came to heal the brokenhearted. Look, he's talking. He came to bind up the wounds. He came to heal you right now. Listen to what he's saying to you. He's right here. I want you to walk to him and give him That chest pain, Annette, walk to him. Uh, uh, Desiree, give him the pain in your shoulder right now and your back pain. Give it to him. His hands are wide open right now. Give it to him right now. Now Give him the pain that's in your chest. Sophia, give him the worry. Rosetta, give him the issues. Give it to him. Put them right there in his hand and watch what he does with it. Watch what he does. He's taking it all away. He's taking it. And watch, he begins to love on you. Watch how he tosses it. And Tammy, I bet you the pain is gone right now. Annette, take a deep breath. I bet you your chest doesn't hurt anymore. Desiree, did you notice your shoulder and your back is healed right now? (laughs) Did you notice? It's gone. It's gone. Rosetta, do you notice the load has been lifted? Breathe a little bit. (laughs) Yep. He took it away. Yep. And that the peace is right there. And Annette, the Lord is about to lay his hands on you right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Tammy, it's done. <laughs> it's done. Annette, it's done. It's done. He's doing it. Nobody else, not a single prophet, he's right there. He's right there. He's taking the fear. Why? Because you had faith to believe it. You went from your imagination to activate your faith. You've given it to him. Now you're healed. You're healed, Annette. Aren't you healed, Annette? (laughs) Tammy, aren't you healed right now? (laughs) Desiree, isn't the shoulder pain gone? Isn't it gone? Why? Because you went from fear to faith. Yes, God, you can rejoice, Tammy. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yes, the stress is gone. Rosetta, it's gone. It's gone. Why? Because you chose to activate your faith. And all it took was you becoming like a child and just using your imagination. That's right. There's a way you can thank him. You can praise him because he's do that. You can reverence him right now. So while you're in his presence, worship him. Yes, God. Worship him. He's standing right there before you. He's right there, you can see him, you can touch him with your own hands, touch him, feel him, hug on him. Yes, <laughs> he can lay hands on, Jennifer, that's the best laying hands you could ever get. <laughs> He's right there, telling to lay hands on you, tell him to pour oil on you, tell him to restore your soul. Yeah. Get on the float. He's right there. When was the last time you actually saw him with your eyes? Why? Because you were seeing through your fear. But when you change your thoughts, you change your vision. Open up your eyes. He's right there. (laughs) He's right there. And we worship you, Father. We thank you this morning that we can have breakfast with you. I thank you, God, that you came and gave us a personal visitation. Thank you, God, that we can use our imagination to activate and to connect with you. Just like a little child, we can connect with you by having faith, by believing you. We transfer our spirit of fear a spirit of faith and peace. Yeah, we want that kind of transfer of, spi- of spirits. And we thank you, God, that you're loving on us right now. We thank you for the healing that took place with Annette and Desiree. We thank you for healing their bodies, Lord. We thank you, God, for this time. We thank you that we've we've uh, uh, tapped into the kingdom. Because what's done in heaven is also done on earth. You healed in heaven and now we've we've brought it into our personal lives. We thank you, God, that we can now access heaven. We thank you that we have direct access to you. I want you all to watch right now as Jesus goes and everything that you just gave to him is going up. He's taken it and you no longer have to remain with it it's gone watch him as he goes (laughs) and we thank you lord we bless you and we glorify you in jesus name amen amen what a now that's how you have breakfast guys (laughs) a personal visitation if you experience jesus christ on today uh-oh, or if that was your first time actually using your imagination or tapping into the kingdom of heaven, y'all write me, test, uh, testify about what God did. Write on my—I don't know if you can write on my Facebook page. Go to my website, sozohealth.today. Write a testimony of your experience. Um, remember, I told you one key thing is to share, testify with others. So go and share your experience. This morning, I'm going to be coming on even more, sharing this type of uh, ministry, guys. This this is what it's all about in 2019. Um, You can go to work, Annette, healed and free. I'm so happy for you, Annette. Amen. (laughs) But guys, Annette, when you get time, go write a testimony everybody what happened to you physically in your body. Um, If that was your first time actually seeing Jesus Christ face to face, if that was the first time you've tapped into your emotions, your senses to access the kingdom. I know for a lot of you that may sound weird. It is not new age. Uh, Jesus Christ does visit. There are scriptures where Jesus Christ came into a room. He does visit us. We can also have angelic visitations. It is not anything weird, but I believe if we're going to fully function in this day and time, uh, there needs to be time when we go up and have meetings with God. And there's times when we need to see the tangible manifestation of God here in our everyday lives again, we perish because of lack of knowledge. There's a lot of emotional issues that we won't have to battle if we would just bring Jesus Christ in it, all right? So that's it for me this morning, guys. I didn't know it was gonna go like this. I didn't know. I didn't know, guys, I didn't know. All right, (laughs) that's it. I gotta get to work, my tea getting cold. (laughs) Yes, Ms. Lisa, catch the replay. I do not have a set schedule. Sorry. I am going to be doing a series. This is kind of what I want to begin to do. It's called Soul Reformation. That's what the Lord gave me for 2019. It's time for our soul, our will, mind, and our emotions to be reformed and renewed through the kingdom. What happens in heaven needs to happen here on earth as well. So I'm going to be dealing with that. Uh, even more and more when I come on. Um, That's it, guys. I'm not going to do no announcements and stuff, (laughs) but be blessed, guys. Have a wonderful, blessed, supernatural day today. Amen.